launchboom connected us with the experts in the indiegogo team who helps uh, the campaigns we worked with them to get some of the uh, uh, newsletters featured etc and that gave us nearly 25% or 30% additional uh, revenue or additional raise we generated through them apart from that i have to be honest with you we have not worked with any agency no marketing agency no live ad campaign agency no newsletters no other experts it was purely launchboom thesis and indiegogo support this was what worked for us Hey everyone, welcome to the Masters of Crowdfunding podcast. Today we have Sai. Sai is the co-founder and CEO of Muse Wearables, the creator of the Ring One, a stunning wearable health tracker that can track your sleep, measure blood pressure, and complete payments as well. Welcome Sai to the podcast. Hey Kevin, awesome to be here today. Yeah, so I gave a very high-level overview of your product and it's raised, let me see here, it's raised over $1.2 million from 6,300 backers just, and it just ended a few days ago on November 3rd. Tell the audience a little bit more about your product. So to give a better context, uh, first I'll introduce myself. So yeah, uh, I'm Sai, I'm co-founder and CEO at Muse Wearables. We are an Indian-based startup based in Bangalore. So we started this company thinking that, hey, why is there no tech company in India? Why do we use everything from outside, either west or east? We don't see anyone building really, really a large tech company based out of India. So that's how we started Muse and that's our mission to see that, you know, we know it's very, very hard. We are lagging behind a lot more years in terms of R&D, research and so on and so forth. But that's our ambition and that's why we started Muse. So we, we are into wearables right now. We have hybrid smartwatches as our first category of products. And we just launched Ring One, as you mentioned. It's the world's first smart ring that can do both advanced health tracking and payments with a great, great battery life. And, you know, it's, it's a very new category for us. And we see that we kind of thought through the category and we see a great opportunity in the category. And we kind of designed Ring One in a way that it can actually set a benchmark. And since it's a new category, right, even though there are incumbent large companies, we see that there's a huge opportunity for us. And that's why we launched Ring One. That's awesome. So I have, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording. I have the Aura Ring right here. And for people listening on audio, I'm waving my hands showing that. So that's one of the main, I guess, comparables to your products. Sai, can you just talk a little bit more about how your product was engineered to be differentiated and what the unique selling points of your product versus like a Aura Ring is? Sure. So Aura Ring, I would say it's a great company and a great product and a great competitor. And, and it's good to have a benchmark like them for us to, you know, think about this category. However, we didn't see ourselves trying to compete with a company like Aura or anybody else. The way we designed this product was we went to first principles. We started seeing things. Hey, if somebody wears a smart ring, what would they do? What are the pain points they will have? What kind of interactions they will have with the device? And we also tried to look at existing jewelry market on what are the problems that people would face when they wear a ring, when they keep it somewhere, they lose it somewhere. How would they find it? So we went and actually wrote down probably 50 to 100 interactions that a person would do with a smart ring. 
and then we found out certain problems we wanted to solve and give an amazing experience for each of them for example the charging so we provide a charging case where you can keep the ring inside and carry the charging case and it has bluetooth and it has a buzzer so if you even you know forget it somewhere you can non click a button on the mobile to find your ring so there's no problem where ki hey it's a small gadget i'll lose it somewhere so we tried to think completely from ground principles and we kind of built the product and all interactions and experiences with it and coming to the features and or coming to the experiences right from design itself we differentiated uh, with aura so uh, aura goes with a minimalist design we chose a bold minimalism as our design because all smart rings or whoever is trying to enter the market are trying to just replicate aura or trying to look like aura but if we really have to beat them or if you have to really set a benchmark we have to completely differentiate ourselves from the looks of aura ring so that's how we started that's completely our thinking and i mean our thinking goes like that so we differentiated just from the looks of it then the we created first of a kind interface in a smart ring where you can rotate one side of the ring to turn on and turn off certain modes for example you can turn on start an exercise mode turn off stop stop the exercise mode you can turn it on to other side you can enable the payments and turn off payments are completely disabled so we created security for payments through such kind of an interface so it's a first of a kind in the world uh, to introduce such kind such an interface in a smart tree and you also get a haptic feedback when you use that interface so it's very very intuitive to use it so like that so that's one of the examples i gave like that we thought about the uh, products from ground up and we created all features so that you know it can become the best product in the market and i can keep going on and on and about how it's great or how it's the best product in the market and how it is better than aura but one part i would say we are still slightly behind aura is the sleep study part that's where we are currently doing a study on nearly 7000 people it will take another 4 to 5 months for us to complete that kind of a study and then probably we would be much much better than their algorithm in terms of sleep staging and sleep apnea detection other than that we are one and a half year advanced than aura in terms of all hardware all the technology we got into it we filed four patents and we kind of launched first of a kind world's first wireless charging using nfc protocol so our nfc chip in the sorry antenna in our ring it actually used for both payments and charging so it's a first of a kind right so there are a lot of first of a kinds in the product that makes it stand out from aura and we would love you to shift to our product soon and we have a trade in program <laughs> yeah no absolutely <laughs> absolutely i definitely uh, would prefer to use our clients products uh, over uh, any of the other products in the market i mean and uh, it has so many more uh, useful features too right like the nfc payments which is huge um so what brought you to crowdfunding side it's a very very natural decision uh, for us we did crowdfunding for our first product also this is our second product we understand that you know if you have a successful crowdfunding campaign it can give a compounding effect not just the revenues or not just the initial money you raise from it you can understand the market you can position the product well Uh, you have early backers who would you know tweak and improve your product and its positioning you get recognized by a lot of people uh, you get opportunities you get uh, networking you get distributors 
it's it's so much compounding i think uh, it's one of the best ways to launch a, a product for a startup like us probably when we reach or when we have a couple of i would say hundreds of millions of dollars in revenues that's the time where we can go and launch directly through our channels but otherwise we believe crowdfunding is a natural choice and and sitting in india and trying to sell to the world i don't think there is any other better platform to do that mm. that makes a lot of sense it sounds a lot like the strategies that even some of the most established companies that we work with here at launch boom take to launch their product to maximize the the reach as well so tell me a little bit more about the strategies that you use to launch your first campaign and what you did differently on the second campaign and what were some of the results and the differences and the results that you were able to achieve i think uh, when we launched our first campaign we knew very little about pre-marketing we did some pre-marketing but we we did the campaign without having any structure right that's that was the very very early times of our startup it, starting from messaging starting from positioning of the product or understanding the consumers etc we never had any structure in our uh, it, it was like you know young energy we just go launch something that was the kind of thing we had in our first product we did about 100 135k in our first campaign but we didn't want to repeat the same mistake we did last time so we course corrected a lot of things and especially uh, i would say launch boom was the best decision we took for the whole the second launch we did recently especially we wanted to do product positioning perfectly do the market messaging perfectly and how can we create the most irresistible offer to the consumer right when we launch all this in the most structured way i think the the, the launch boom got us very very structured into how we approached and launched our product and i would recommend that to anyone who does not know how crowdfunding works not just that even if they had done a one campaign been successful i would still recommend them to use launch boom because the structure really worked for us right it was it was the pinpoint you know the perfect way of understanding customers scaling everything i would say from the beginning till end i would say we followed all the classroom things to the pinpoint and we try to learn and do it in a very structured way this time so that is one of the big things which worked out for us the second thing little bit we did something very differently was to introduce whatsapp into the launch boom whole process where we introduced whatsapp into our email campaigns that initially didn't work but when we were launching the campaign it really really helped us as well mm. That's fantastic. So what was the structure that was lacking you in from your first campaign? So your first campaign you mentioned it $135,000. Your second campaign the ring one that just ended did 1.2 million dollars. I want to dive deeper into like the so you mentioned WhatsApp, so being able accumulating WhatsApp contact information, right? And and please correct me if I'm incorrect here in making these assumptions. accumulating yeah whatsapp contacts and then what was lacking structure from your first campaign that really held you back sure so whatsapp was the last thing i would say it was not an important thing in the whole structure process it was more about how we approached in terms of building our landing page or i would say how do we structure the message and to 
which customer are we talking to and what is the exact message so that was not there at all before and the pre launch the whole exercise we do with the launch pool actually made it in a very structured way number 1 number 2 the feedback we received from the community the feedback we received from the experts on how do we not just boast about the product how do we sell the benefits better which are the most important ones how do we structure the you know which one should be on the top which one should be you know not really important so we don't need to sell too many things also it's just that the best offer you can create in the most concise and you know in a clear way where people can understand that is something we really felt was the most important thing that brought structure into the launch that is number 1 so number 2 the way we did our ads to reach to the right consumers and the way we have to target the customers the, the kind of audiences we need to target how to test them so these were something we were doing very randomly we just were pouring money and trying very randomly before so our return on ad spends were not really great first time here we really really got the right audience by following the structured way the launch boom taught us we really got the right audience where i would proudly say today the best thing that happened to us in the campaign we our marketing budget was 115th i would say of the money we raised on crowdfunding right so that is something would not have been possible without going through this structured way of finding the right customers getting the enough data and scaling that you know scaling marketing to such customers and getting to the launch that was really really important and our day one was <laughs> i i think that's a different story that we can share sometime the day one when we went live it was so awesome we had one two minutes of brief silence nothing was happening and we were really scared but it was just the indiegogo the the dashboard was not updating fast enough <laughs> so it was really great after that and things went on like we did like highest day one for a smart ring then we did highest 500k fastest 500k for a smart ring then we did fastest million dollars for a smart ring and uh, yeah worldwide we created a record for a smart ring launch on crowdfunding another key important aspect i missed was actually creating that community the facebook group that you guys suggested us to maintain right we really fell in love with it i myself spoke to or answered to nearly 1500 people before we went live right that helped in again that helped immensely in messaging how to create perks all of it it really really helped having a, a pre launch audience to go for launch which we never had in our first campaign yeah so i definitely want to come back sai to the feeling that you had when you launched but before coming back to that i just want to highlight some of the things that you were saying so it sounds like and it's the same issue that a lot of product creators get into too right they're making the products and creating all these different features and they want to talk about all the different features out there about their product and they think all the different features is what's going to sell the product but actually it's that's not true as i'm sure you've sort of experienced it's how do you prioritize the benefits and how do you position it those specific benefits to the specific audience and really finding that product market fits is what allows you to get a lower cost of advertising right and once you get the lowest cost of advertising then that's when you have more margin per transaction to reinvest back into sales and marketing 
And it usually leads to a bigger launch and a bigger campaign and more sales over the long run as well. Because those things that worked during your testing and optimization and product positioning exercises don't just end when your crowdfunding campaign ends, right? Those things continue to work in helping you market your product and do customer acquisition in the long run. So I just really wanted to highlight that for the audience since so many people are so ingrained into features and all the things that their products can do, but simplifying the message in your words to the target consumers is really what works well. 100%, you're 100% right on that. So let's come back to your feeling. Like what did day one look like when the moment that you click launch Tell me what you saw and what you heard and, and what the emotions were. I would say our emotions were more relief than happy, I would say. Because for the past, I mean, just before the launch for 45 to 60 days, because we, we live in India, right? So we were working from 10 a.m. to next day morning, 6 a.m. We had only four hours of break every single day. And we were working like machines, you know, working and talking to people, uh, answering them, building trust. Trust building was the most important thing. And we did all that. And when we went for launch, like I said, as soon as we clicked live, first minute there was zero. Nothing was happening. Second minute there was zero. Nothing was happening. We looked at ourselves. We knew we, we had it. We knew people were waiting and on Facebook groups, they were doing countdown timers. Some people have kept timers and etc. But we, do, we don't know whether they'll convert or not, right? So we had that very, you know, I cannot explain that feeling actually. But the moment, after two minutes, when we saw that we are almost close to the goal, in seven minutes, we reached our uh, funding goal. We don't even know if seven minutes is correct because it was uploading slowly. But after that, I just shut everything off. I just went out for a walk. My team was working, continuously updating. And by the time... In, in 22 hours, we actually bet our last year's revenue. As a startup, that was a big milestone uh, to do 22 hours, your previous year's revenue target. So it was a good moment for us. And more than happy, we were relieved that time. And when we hit million dollars, that's when we were really, really happy. That's incredible. So how much did you uh, have to spend on advertising to hit a million dollars? Very less. Uh, that, that's probably a different story for us, I would say. We wish we had more money to spend on marketing. That's, I would say, if you if you ask me what is the thing that you did wrong, uh, that is one of the things. We didn't spend enough money uh, during the campaign. During the campaign, we had 10x, average of 8x, but 10x in most of the campaigns was the return on ad spend uh, for us, but we didn't have enough money to scale. Instead, we were uh, spending money on the delivery. Like, we, we thought, you know, there's more opportunity in the future as well. We need to deliver now faster as fast as possible however pre pre campaign we spent about $25,000 that's all we spent or uh, slightly more than that but we had a result of about 310,000 or uh, 315k on day one with that kind of a spend and uh, yeah all the super backers we VIPs we call them as super backers uh, uh, in our campaign so they were like we had a 50 to 60 percent conversion on day one close to 60% on day one. So we got a great return on ad spend on the launch day. 
and we 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 it it happened in a way that we we sh- we didn't work on that day but all the super backers were working for us answering everybody's questions they were amazing and then they bought they suggested many people their goodwill actually got us more backers for lesser cost i would say the that's why our conversions were good during the campaign also and then uh, indiegogo also like launchboom connected us with uh, indiegogo team the experts in the indiegogo team who helps uh, the campaigns we worked with them to get some of the uh, 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 newsletters featured etc and that gave us nearly 25% or 30% additional uh, revenue or additional raise we generated through them apart from that i have to be honest with you we have not worked with any agency no marketing agency no live ad campaign agency no newsletters no other experts it was purely launchboom thesis and indiegogo support this was what worked for us wow that's incredible i i do want to highlight to the audience that those levels of returns are definitely not typical <laughs> those are definitely like top 1% results that you were able to achieve there and i think to highlight what you said earlier it really came down to like how to structure the landing page right knowing which customers you're speaking to and what benefits sell specifically to that target demographic so really good job there sai so what would you say you mentioned not having sufficient advertising spend is one of the bigger mistakes what would you say is your second biggest mistake that you made during the campaign not having funds is actually a, a good mistake to have actually because your campaign is running well so i would say that is second one the first one was operationally we were not well prepared i would say which means our credit cards we were using or the ad accounts we were using they had troubles throughout pre launch and throughout the campaign as well so in pre launch out of 45 days we did pre launch 10 days our ad accounts were blocked we could not do anything we were not prepared to handle that situation well during the campaign around 3 to 4 days the same thing repeated for us i think that mistake we should not repeat and we should never do such i mean as a, as a company as a, we have to be much more prepared in terms of having a better credit cards you know such things uh, which got us into trouble there so that is something we really regret that we were not planned but next time when we do i think we will rectify that that's the biggest mistake we had we were not operationally we didn't sort out a lot of things properly what advice would you give to people who are thinking about launching their products right now work with launchboom <laughs> that's the first advice i would give so and 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 not just that right like your community also really really good a lot of people there who worked on other campaigns they do give good feedback and it's it, it was amazing experience for us so i would recommend everyone to you know uh, focus on getting structure to your campaign understand the messaging understand how to sell your product better because that's what like you said gives a long term strength to your product or your company so i would recommend them it's okay to invest initially money because that's the most important space where you need to put money to get the right product messaging and to find the right market whom we need to target so i would recommend everyone to do that first before thinking of launching a campaign yeah and really using that reservation funnel that dollar reservation to like validate right to be that true positive indicator of okay what is actually working what is the product positioning that is working 
Like we hear about a lot of people sending out surveys or talking to customers and that's fine and that's great and all, but the, the best way is to actually test out the product positioning and messaging in your landing pages, putting it out there and seeing if people are willing to give you their credit card information, right? So just really wanted to highlight that. No, exactly. I, I, I don't know whether I missed that, but that's the key part of the whole, the pre-launch uh, strategy. That's the only way for a startup to understand whether the product has the demand and what messaging has the demand or even as simple as having a better landing page also will give that a bad result. So we would learn at every stage, you know, what is working, what what sells better and the kind of return on ad spend we are getting also showcases a thing like what can be the market size and a lot of metrics that you suggested us, right? Okay, if you have these many reservations, this could be the probable conversions. I think everything was as per the equation. I think you guys have already figured out a lot of things, you know, in most cases, in 99.9% cases, I believe a similar result would occur. And as soon as we saw day one, I, we felt like, oh, wow, how do you guys know this much before us, <laughs> right? So that was the feeling we had. So... So I think, I think, yeah, like you said, that is something it has to be emphasized by following the reservation process that you guys have designed, right? So a lot of learning can happen through that. And it's, it's an essential part for a launch. Absolutely. Yeah. And what you were talking about there is like looking at all the different leading indicators prior to the launch, right? The team interpreting that for you. And when you just said, how did you guys know? Well, the team has looked at so many pre-launch campaigns and we have the benchmark metrics to all of the different leading indicators, everything from cost per reservation to cost per lead to click-through rates to CPM, so on and so forth. And the team is able to look at all of those things and the metrics that your campaign was able to achieve and then be able to predict and reverse engineer your goals and tell you, hey, this is roughly how much you'll be able to hit in, in day one, right? So thanks for sharing that, Sai. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. I just want to add one more point there because you mentioned that. So we worked with Spencer in your team and he was super decisive in terms of giving us the feedback and giving us this information that we just talked about. I think I a big kudos to him because, you know, we, we are very shy guys, I would say. I mean, I introverted a little bit. Right, but he made us really, really comfortable and he made us understand a lot of things really well. So I just wanted to mention that because it was a great help. I, I cannot deny that at all. So just wanted to mention. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that, Sai. I mean, Spencer, just so everyone knows who's listening, he's one of our senior consultants here at LaunchBoom. He's been, he was the first employee here at LaunchBoom. And I didn't even tell you this, Sai, but prior to joining LaunchBoom, I was actually a client of LaunchBoom's. And Spencer was one of my account managers. <laughs> so when I was a client, Spencer helped me out as well. So he's been doing this with launch from clients and for crowdfunding for a very long time. He actually helped develop a lot of the systems and processes that we follow today. So thank you for saying that he's going to get a kick out of hearing this. He's always welcoming positive feedback with open arms. So that that's great. Thank you for saying that, Sai. So what's, I know launching a product, creating a product, manufacturing it comes with a lot of stress and fears and anxiety, right? How do you, 
what are some things that you do that helps you handle those things to help you step outside of your comfort zone? I think first time everybody would go through that. There's no doubt about it because you think you plan a lot in, in especially a hardware or a physical product. There are so many unknowns that will be there in that. So I think you just have to believe that it is okay and it will take time to reach there. You just have to be patient and get the right product out. Don't take wrong decisions in a hurry or in stress. We went through this. That's why I'm just saying that. Because you just have to do the right thing every single day. Be patient till the end. I think it will... And listen to the customers. So listen to the customers what they are saying every single day. Be transparent to them. And then I think find good partners from the initial initially itself. I think that would help reduce your stress, I would say. But it's very natural. Every physical product owner will go through this in their first cycle. Probably in their second cycle. And probably in their third cycle also. We just have to get used to it. Yeah. And then every time you do it, you get uh, a little, you build a little bit more confidence too, right? You, you go, oh, I've been there before. I've been in this uncomfortable spot before and I've navigated through it. But it's the first time is always the hardest. So, Exactly. Okay. What, what is a trait that you admire most in other people that makes you go, wow, and why? Energy. Energy is very contagious for me or I would say for many people as well. If you see a person is very energetic, have great ideas and more than that, actually not just speak that and actually do that and execute that. That something is very, very attractive and you know, they are like superstars, I would say, or all of our superheroes. So that that's what, I mean, that's what I really, really, anyone who executes something, Respect. And do you have any particular rituals or habits that you do consistently that you find like make better days for you and help you deal with those stressful situations better? Not actually. But maybe one thing that for me personally, I would say is the stressful situation comes when there is no clarity on something. So I try to take some time and try to get clarity as quickly as possible in any problem or in any any kind of a situation that gives a peace of mind and that reduces all the stress because once you have clarity you know what to do then you you have you 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 believe in yourself and you have your team to get things done so that's the important thing for me actually to have a clear picture or clarity of mind so that's what i'll try to focus many a times but no other habit or something that's so true sai like when people are stressed it's because they're making up a lot of these different stories in their head about what might potentially happen right it's anxiety about things that haven't happened yet so what are some of the things that you do to get clarity is it books is it articles is it talking to people how do you get clarity in stressful situations i i first try to solve it myself if not i'll just go to an expert and try to share my concern and I try to share my thought process first and I'll try to find out what is something wrong in my thought process or how should I think better to get a solution there. That's what I do. I'm not really a book person but I just go to someone who really has done that or who 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 knows definitely who has great knowledge. So go there, explain my thought process, try to correct it, get feedback, then go back and uh, try to solve it myself. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really, really good. 
And do you have a purchase or investment of, let's say, I don't know, it doesn't have to be, but around less than $300, let's say, could be more, could be less, that you would recommend or an investment that you made in that's around $300 that's made a significant change in your life or gave you a good, really good ROI that's noteworthy? I, I, I have invested in some of the, not for ROI, I would say. I've invested some of the crowdfunding campaigns where good products came out to market. But personally, $300 with a good ROI, I've not done that so far. Just to, and we can come back to it if you think of something later, but like to give you an example, one of my closer friends, Jeff, he says, you know, like Bose headphones were one of the best purchases or investments he's made because now he can sleep much better on planes. If uh, nothing comes up, totally fine. But it was not three hundred dollars uh, for sure. You know, I just bought an electric bike in India, so that that gives me peace of mind a lot of times, and uh, you know, quality of ride is better, and a lot of good things happen with that. But it's not three hundred dollars; it's a lot more expensive. What is that bike? It's called Ather Energy. It's an Indian startup which is Sunicon right now, started by one of my seniors here in college it's a great bike fastest you feel like tesla on it when you are riding it so it's it, it goes from zero to 60 in the fastest uh, time on a bike and for a city travel especially in bangalore where there's huge huge traffic sometimes going in that you know you you reduce the time of commute and you reduce the pollution you feel you feel better about it as well so that's why it gives a good peace of mind for me Especially you don't know about uh, Bangalore traffic. It takes three hours sometimes to go from a place A to B, which is just 15, 20 kilometers sometimes. So it's it's a uh, terrible traffic here. Is there anything else that you would like to leave with the audience before we wrap up here, Sai? I think I want to share my learnings from our campaign, post-campaign learnings. So number one thing, in the same year of, uh, you know, 2023, there were two more smart things that were launched on the same Kickstarter Indiegogo platforms. Still, we could do a world record in reaching the fastest to a million, right? So that actually, uh, you know, gave us a lot of confidence about our product offering. And uh, in turn, we felt like we got a good product market fit. From there, we kind of now see a potential of about $150 million as the revenue opportunity for the next two, two and a half years. This again came from talking to all these thousands of people, understanding uh, why they are shifting from one brand to another brand. Why would they choose us over an aura, right? So a lot of a lot of understanding went by analyzing the customer patterns, their questions, their answers. Uh, so it was really really helpful. This campaign was really helpful to us, and we look forward to actually uh, using this campaign. And to maximize it, put its potential to see if we see through if we can really achieve that one fifty million dollar target for that. That's what we have kept it immediately after the campaign was over. That's when we put our next target: two and a half years, hundred and fifty million dollars, five hundred k units of products is what we are aiming for now. But that confidence we would not have gotten if we had not done the structured way of finding the customer and messaging actually. Now there's another big part left. We need to deliver and get feedback and get the best quality product to the market. But we have achieved half of our uh, what we wanted to achieve so far. 
so that's what i wanted to share so crowdfunding and launch boom and this whole uh, process i think can lead to a billion dollar opportunity so if we really do a 150 million revenue in the next 2 to 1 and a half years our company will be, will be valued at a billion dollar value so i i that's what i wanted to share how a small thing can lead to a great opportunity wow that is an incredible what a way to uh, i think that's a perfect way to end this podcast actually sai thank you so much for sharing that with me and the rest of the audience and i look forward to having another conversation with you when you hit the on this podcast obviously when you hit 150 million dollars in revenue in the next few Thanks Kevin thanks a lot and a big thanks to you and the team as well appreciate that sir If you enjoyed this please leave a review at launchboom.com/podcast or on Spotify Every review makes a massive difference because it only allows more people to benefit from the experiences of our incredible guests You can also sign up for a free newsletter at launchboom.com/newsletter Learn how to bring your product idea to life with crowdfunding just five minutes a week. We send one no BS email every Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening.